Sunday. Before we get to you this morning, just have a quick announcement. This coming Saturday, September 24th, is Purdue Family Appreciation beginning at 4 p.m. Come out for a nice family day and share with the Purdue's. There'll be a meal of hamburgers and hot dogs with all the trimmings, homemade ice cream bar, homemade cakes. We'll have family-oriented games. There'll be games all in the outfield, the softball field, the volleyball, badminton, the kickball, some other games. So get the kids out, get the kids out to do it. Uh, bring your chairs. Have a good time with the news, all right? Let's say it again. Have a good time with us, Thank you, Lord. And in your presence, all our 
Praise the Lord. Somebody ought to lift up the name of Jesus right now in the house. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift up the name of Jesus in the house of the Lord here. Somebody give him praise for this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, praise King. Thank you, man. Great job this morning. I want to begin really quick. I'm going to make a few announcements right before I get into the words. Look at the center tonight this morning. If you're a first-time guest, we welcome you. If you're a second-time guest, we welcome you. If you've been coming here for 40 years, we welcome you back to another Sunday morning. And we have God. Either way, please know that you're welcome today. That's, that's the point I'm going to make. Uh, it's amazing. I spilled some anointing oil a few weeks back and it's still on the pulpit. Maybe I should just leave it there. This anointing. Hallelujah. Uh, I got some updates. If you're on Facebook, you've seen the updates. We've got the popcorn cell that and scraping it down. It makes an absolute mess. But because of my OCD, I just stay out of there. But I did walk in long enough to get some pictures for you guys, and it's looking good. They're mudding it, preparing it, and everything is looking really, really good. So they'll prep that, get all the cracks and holes and all kinds of mess that we've had before through the years, and they'll end up putting a fresh white coat of paint. It's going to look really, really good, so we're excited about that. As far as the gym, uh, or as far as the kids' play set is concerned, that's supposed to be happening come this Monday or Tuesday. They're supposed to be installing all of that out there. So we're super excited about that. So next week, uh, when we have our celebration, uh, thank God we should have something for the kids to play on. Aren't y'all excited about that? I know I am. I love it. I'm love seeing kids out there playing and just and having a blast. So we're excited about that. Uh, also, we got United Christian Ministries. There's a flyer in the foyer out there. If you go out and look to your right, there's a table. And on that table, you'll see that there's a little flyer that tells you everything you can buy. If you want to bring it here, you can. Just sit on top of that table. If you want to give a donation, just write UCM uh, on our food for families. Whatever you want to do, we'll know what it goes to. If you'll just write that in. We have got good us meeting this Tuesday at 12 noon. One tonight will be the guest speaker. Please bring your covered dish, meat, drinks, and desserts to be provided. There will be games, fun, uh, fun, and prizes. Uh, also, anyone interested in becoming a member of Gatfield Church, let myself or Ms. Daniel on the keyboard here, who's our administrative assistant, let us know. The deadline is going to be by next Sunday, and we will be having a new members joining, Lord willing, right here in this building on October the 2nd. And uh, there will also be a baby shower in honor of Carrie Monroe. And uh, that will be Saturday, October 1st at 3 p.m. That will be here in the front of the Family Life Center, given by the family. They're also registered at Target and at Amazon. And at the closing service, I'm going to give some prayer requests when we close the prayer, and we'll add those additionally uh, at the end of the service during our prayer time. If you have your Bibles this morning, the book of Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. I'm going to go to verse 9 through 15. If I could this morning. And it's a familiar story. That's perfect. It's a familiar story to us. We've heard it. We've read it many times. Uh, I've never preached on it quite this way. I'm going to preach a sermon entitled Sarah's Laugh. Anybody ever read this scripture before? Sarah's Laugh. In Genesis chapter 18. I'm going to begin at verse 9. And then they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. 
Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, I just want you ladies to notice that. She called Abraham Lord. <laughs> so don't be surprised if your wife grabs what I'm preaching today and she says, My Lord, what will we have for lunch? <laughs> My Lord being old also. Now the thing about it is, at the time of this quote, Abraham's only 99 years old. Sarah's 90 years old. I mean, come on, folks, that's not too old, right? Somebody told me that they said uh, they went out some the showers. I mean, you will out all the showers because we've been preaching about how young people need to have babies. And then I read this scripture and I was like, man, I'm going to start hitting up on the older population now. <laughs> you thought your day was over, honey. It's coming back. And that's exactly what happens with Sarah, 99, 90 years old. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, surely I shall bear a child since I am old. This, is, this just makes me want to shout. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Because at the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. That is powerful, powerful. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no. But you did laugh. In the book of Genesis, it's a familiar story. There's this lady by the name of Sarah. She's Abraham's wife. She is also the first woman in Scripture that we read that God actually commended her for her faith. As a matter of fact, when you open up the roll call of faith in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11, you'll notice that the name Sarah is mentioned there because God said that she was faithful and would believe that he would do that. Of course, that was after the fact, but in the end, of course, she is commended for her faith and believing what God said. She is a good example, a true example that really every woman could follow today. I mean, she, she's a great lady. She's a Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, she's a faithful wife. But Sarah wasn't always filled with this faith that we talk about in Hebrews 11. And while she is known to us today as an example of faith, she is also known to us today for her lack of faith. Because the Bible teaches us that she began to laugh at a promise that God made to Abraham one day. That promise was Abraham, you and your wife are going to have a son. Within herself, she began to laugh. But see, today I don't just want to... To talk about Sarah. You know, we take Father's Day and Mother's Day and we preach the mothers and we preach the fathers and we point out that, you know, whether you're a male or a female. But today I want to point it out this way. It wasn't just a female that was laughing. Genesis 17, 17. Can I show you? Now, Abraham's a man of faith. We all know that, right? But the Bible said that when, when he heard the news that he was about to have a son, then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. This guy didn't just snicker. He laughed so hard, he's literally rolling laughing. The Bible says he falls on his face, starts laughing, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old, and shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? So, so let's not just talk about Sarah today. 
God have mercy. So the angels, he doesn't even realize they're angels. He just thinks they're two guys. But see, the Bible says that there's times we have to be careful. Because sometimes we may be entertaining angels unaware. So that person you've never seen before, I'm just going to say it like it is. That person you've never seen before, that walks and passes by you on the street, you're like, man, this is a small town. Never seen those people before. You have no idea. There are angels among us. Just ask Abraham. So be careful how you treat people. Thankfully, Abraham welcomed them in, said, you can come on in and have some food with me. Sarah begins to cook the meal, and as they're doing that, these two men share with, with Abraham that Sarah's going to give birth to a son. This is the first time Sarah has ever heard this. She overhears the words, and the Bible said that she actually began to laugh. She was not laughing because of joy. You understand? You've got to read the background of the story. She's got a handmaid that is named Hagar, and Hagar has a child. But she cannot have a child. She is barren. For years and years, Sarah has been a barren lady. And so when she hears it, she thinks her time is over. 90 years old, there's no way God could do that, right? That this is physically impossible. And so she naturally, within herself, begins to laugh. And Sarah, as she laughs, it's not because of joy, but it is because of disbelief. She thought for herself, this is such an outlandish promise. This is a proposition that is outlandish for her, a 90-year-old lady, to have a baby at her age. It literally made her laugh, and quite frankly, it does sound kind of funny. <laughs> if one of you 90-year-old walked in here come up, Pastor, I'm about to have a baby, I am going to laugh right there in front of you. I promise you as sure as my name is Jimmy Purdue, I am going to laugh. I'm going to let it just, that does not happen. And so naturally, from the natural fleshly side, I really can't judge her today because I think that I probably would have responded in the same way. I would have went a step further and said, you've lost your mind. You're crazy. You're insane. This is not possible. But the Bible said that she laughs within herself at this proposition. But God heard her laugh. And God was not pleased with Sarah's laugh. There are two points I want to make today, and I am not going to be long. But the first point I want to make is this. And that is that God can hear you praying within yourself. Does anybody understand that one of the greatest things that we, I love talking. When I pray, I talk. I always have. I always have. Out loud, I talk. I just have to do it. I can't hardly pray in my mind. But do you know it's really a powerful weapon? Because when you pray within yourself, the enemy cannot hear what you're saying. When you pray out loud, he can hear it. But if you're praying within yourself, the devil can't hear what you're saying. He doesn't know. Only God has that kind of power. Only God's the omnipotent one that knows everything going on and omniscient. He knows and he hears and, and all these things. The devil can't do that. And so when we really have this weapon is we begin to pray within ourselves. Uh, can I tell you that God knows what you're praying? God has already heard it. Has what? I'm going to say it this way. Has God placed a vision in anybody's heart in this room? Does anybody have a vision? My wife and I have been talking about some vision and church vision and things like this. 
and you know, just throwing ideas in the air. And, and one thing that's kind of hit us hard, we don't have a plan, don't have nothing, but we got to talk about a Christian school. We talk the need for a Christian school. And then you say, oh, well, that's impossible. Really? Is it impossible? Do I serve a God that does the impossible? Good. Because if it's impossible, then that's the exact things that God specializes in. He can do those things. And so sometimes God puts vision in our heart and it seems outlandish. It seems crazy. It seems impossible. But I love it when people have something inside of them that says, you know what? I'm going to have a vision. I'm going to dream. And if I'm going to dream, bless God, I'm going to dream big. Today I want to ask somebody, have you stopped dreaming? Have you given up on dreams? Have you given up on big vision? Was there a time that you wanted to do something? Or you wanted to be somebody? Or you wanted to achieve a goal? Maybe you were a teenager. Maybe you were in your 20s. Now you're in your 60s. I don't know. Maybe you thought about, man, I should have went back to school and you waited until you were 60 years old. Now you're thinking, man, I'm too old to go back to school. No, you're not. Ask Sarah. Don't laugh about it because God can do things in your life no matter how old you are. It doesn't matter as long as you can dream. God can do it in your life. Somebody ought to say amen in this house amen. In Joel chapter 2, there was a promise that God gave us. Joel spoke it in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. The apostle Peter spoke it. He said there is coming a day. Joel prophesied it. In Acts 2, Peter declared it yet again. And Joel said in the beginning, he said there is going to come a day when your old men are going to dream again. Your old men will start dreaming dreams. And your young men shall have what? They're going to get a vision of God in their heart. See, I'm telling you, this is exactly what God is wanting to do in this generation. He is wanting to take our young men that have got the strength to do it, got the, you know, the, just the grit to do it. I know sometimes we age, we get a little tired, we get a little more worn, and we get a little more weary. I understand that. That's the process of life. So what God said I'm going to do, he said I'm going to put the vision in the heart of a young man. I'm going to put the vision in the heart of a young woman. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get them old men. And I'm going to get them old women. And they're going to dream that the vision is possible. He can. 
the first time that Sarah left, God heard her and says, Sarah, are you laughing at my promise? God, of course, knew that Sarah was laughing, whether he heard it directly or not. In response, he asked the most important question of faith. He asked her in verse 14. He said, is there anything impossible for the Lord? In other words, Sarah, do you realize who you're dealing with?
Ephesians chapter 3, you got to see this, man. I, I have preached this sermon so many times. I have quoted this scripture. This may be one of the most quoted scriptures I've ever quoted in my entire ministry right here. You ready? Now he was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we asked for thing according to the power of the work in us, right? Well, we get to the end there and I'm like exceedingly abundantly above and man, each word is higher than the other. That I failed to miss the first word. Man. Woo! I feel like preaching today. Now! Not tomorrow, not next week, that God's going to blow my mind with the blessing, but right now to Him that is able, that can do all things self. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing when you know you serve a God like that that does things now? So, since you are not ready for it now. This blessing, this promise is going to be delayed. My Lord, help us not to allow our doubt to delay our blessings. Help me, God, not to allow my lack of faith and my spirit of unbelief to stop me from getting what you can do right now because I can't see the ground. Please, God, don't let that be. I don't want delayed blessings. But there's also another line that we can go from another side. Since you're not ready for it now, the promise will be delayed. But at the appointed time, I will be back and I will do what I said. This is so powerful. Do you know what the appointed time is? Sometimes, sometimes, it's not now that we need it. Sometimes, it's six months down the road before we really need that blessing. And this is when God's timetable kicks in. We can't explain it. We don't understand it. But at the appointed time, God said it is going to happen. And he told Abraham, he said, about this time next year, because you haven't believed, I'm going to make you wait. But about this time, a year from now, you, she's going to be having a boy. You better get ready for it. The appointed time. Let me tell you, God has The first laugh is a sign that Sarah's not ready. But later on, he makes the promise true in Genesis 21. 1, the Lord did to Sarah as he had said. The Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. If God says he is going to do something, he is going to do it. That promise is on the way. I am going to say it again. If God promised that he is going to do something, he is going to do it. That promise is on the way. That miracle you've been waiting for, it is on the way. That breakthrough you've been waiting on, it is about to break through. That job you've been looking for is about to come. That promotion on the job you've already got is about to happen. That connection that you needed in your life to get you to the place of your
and so much more. Point number two, I'm not going to preach it. I want you to see the rest of the story. The rest of the story. Praise God that there is a second part to this story. I could just stop you with the laugh today. But the first time Sarah laughed, she laughed at God. The second time Sarah laughed, she laughed with God. Now, my lovely wife tells me sometimes, I'm a jokester, guys. Does anybody know that? You haven't been around me for nothing. I love joking. I love cutting up. And she tells me sometimes, I think, man, that was a great joke. That was good. I really did good. So you mean they're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. <laughs> Whatever that is. Sarah is laughing at God within herself. But the rest of the story is now she is laughing with God. Because Sarah did give birth to a son when she was 90 years old. She names the baby boy Isaac. Horrible name, right? Nah. Do you know what the name meant? It means laughter. You guessed it. Laughter! So every time, I'm telling you, God got the last laugh. Can I say it that way? Not her. God will always get the last laugh. So every time she called his name, she was literally saying, Hey, laughter! Hey, Isaac! Hey, laughter over there! And then her and God could chuckle a little bit and together, and God would say, I told you that that boy was on the way. I told you I didn't care how old you were. I told you I wasn't going to leave you alone. I told you you would not live your whole life there. Just look at that. Hey, God, he's still out there. But I was going to give you the promise, child. It is not the God of Abraham and of Ishmael and of Jacob. It is a God of Abraham and the promise, child. Isaac and Jacob, I told you. I was going to show up on time. Laugh with me. Now it's not laughter of scorn or mockery. But now it is laughter that is, we'll call it joyful. The first time that God told you he was going to do something extraordinary in your life. Perhaps you snickered under your breath. Perhaps you snickered just like Sarah did. Perhaps you cracked the grin and sarcastically said, sure you are, God. Yeah, sure you're going to do that. Sure you're going to send that blessing. Sure you're going to provide for this crazy vision that I've got. But the second time that God whispered in your ear an amazing purpose and an amazing vision in your ear. And you weren't quite so careless the second time. This time, instead of laughing at God for this craziness, you laughed with God. And you're going to say, ha ha, look what the Lord has done. You're going to look at those people that said you might as well get over it, honey. It's never going to happen. And you're going to say, ha ha ha, look what the Lord
got double of everything that he wanted. You remember that, right? And I used to preach that sermon all the time, and I'd be like, he got double his cow, he got double his, his sheep, he got double his oxen, he got double this, double that. And then I got to the children, and I'm like, he got ten children back. And I always wanted to say twenty. But he reminded me, there's ten in heaven, there's ten on earth. So, there's still twenty kids, <laughs> there's double kids. God bless him. You know who got the last laugh? God and Job got the last as he was taking his sackcloth and ashes off. And he's walking around. And he looks and says, there goes Job again. And he looks and he's got everything that he ever had and even more. And the blessing and favor of God's on him. Don't you think he laughed with God and gave God glory? Don't you think he laughed at the devil and said, you thought you were going to kill me? God's promised you something in this building today. And you know it. You have it in your heart right now. He told you what he was going to do. Perhaps you're like me sometimes. You think it's too amazing to even tell anyone. I mean, you like this dream that I've been dreaming. People don't think I'm going to If I say this. People don't think I'm crazy. I said, that's impossible. But I'm telling you today, look at Sarah. Look at Sarah's story. That's not the end of the story. No, there's more to the story. Satan would want you to believe it's the end of your story. He would want you to believe that you're going to end in defeat. He would want you to believe that he's going to have the last laugh in your life. But somebody needs to understand. The devil may tell you it's too late. It's not going to happen. You're not going to see it. You're not going to realize it. No, it's just not going to be performed in your life. Just stop dreaming. You're only going to be disappointed. I mean, let's just be realistic here, all right? Let's not go crazy. Let's dream, but let's dream within a box. The God that I serve doesn't live in a box, ladies and gentlemen. The God that I serve fills all of time, space. The earth is filled with His glory. There is not a place in this earth that His glory does not touch. So don't you tell me what's impossible. Don't you tell me my dream's too big. Don't you tell me that God can't give vision. I'm just declaring what Joel and Peter's already said. today in this house. Let's go ahead and start playing tender. I'm going to close with this. The Lord is going to do. I want to reiterate this before I close. Somebody hear me. The Lord is going to do what He promised He will do in your life. You may not have even come up with the vision. Somebody, God whispered it in your ear. You heard it. You know what you heard. It was the voice of God. It was the Holy Spirit. He was putting something in your heart. Do you know why he put it there? Because he believes that there's something in you that you can believe possible. The impossible. Or he wouldn't have whispered it in your ear in the first place. Sometimes God 
puts it in there. Don't laugh. Not like the first laugh. If you're going to laugh like Sarah did, you do it the second time. You can laugh with God. And you can join me today with laughing at the enemy. Because I'm going to tell you something. He's laughed at me a lot of times. He has taunted me a lot of times. He has taunted me in the middle of the night. He has taunted me while I'm trying just to get a shower and then relax to get in the bed for a little while and chill out. He has tormented me going down the road. He has tormented me when I was trying to pray. He has tormented me in that office when I'm trying to dream big and believe that with God all things are possible. He has laughed at me. And he's done the same to you. But I want to show you Psalm 37, 13. I'm going to leave you with this and I'm out of here. The Lord laughs at him. At the wicked and at that devil. For he sees that his day is coming. So Satan, you may try to laugh at some of us. But I want you to know something today. We're going to laugh at you. Because we know how this thing's going to end for you. You're going to end up in chains and bound in fetters. And even there for day and night. You have been an accuser of the brother. I know how it's going to end for you. Because he's going to end up in the very pit called hell. And he's going to be thrown in there. And the Bible said day and night. There's going to be weeping and gnashing and rolling of teeth. He's going to be in torment forever and ever. Laugh about that children of God. Let's all stand. I'm closing today. Sarah, all you have to do is hold on to your faith. Because your faith all by itself can produce what God said He was going to do. If you can just believe it, God can do it. If you can just trust Him, God will get the job done. Do I have anybody in here that's got the vision of God within their heart? Do I have anybody in here that's been dreaming lately? Do I have anybody in this house that one day you were riding down the road and you heard a gentle whisper and you thought that was just me? But you need to recognize today that it was the Spirit of God trying to talk to you and birth something in your heart to help somebody else. Have I got anybody in the house and that's you. Or, can I say it this way? If you don't have a dream and if you don't have a vision, I declare over your life today, your young men shall have visions. Can I declare over every old person in this building? You say, Pastor, I feel old. What's old? Can anybody tell me? Right? The older you get, the younger you are, right? I love you. I love you, Ada. I love you, honey. She thinks have a birthday turning 92, right? That ain't nothing. Not when you're going to be 125. Sweet 16 over here. She gets in her car. She drives to church every Sunday most of the time. When the sun's out, Wednesday night, she's right here in our office. 92 years 
young. To think at 90 years old, you were having a baby. Can you even imagine? You had knee surgery. Close enough. Do you see what God's doing? I declare over every, whatever old remains, I declare over you, you are about to start dreaming again. And let me tell you something for this church. If some of you in your own rage, you don't have the strength to give, I'm going to tell you, you've got the strength to dream. And I'm going to tell you what happens with older people and younger people. Can I tell you what happens with spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers? Whenever you get older, this is what's been said. The spiritual father that is older and he can't preach like he used to. And, and he can't go like he used to. But what he does is he pours into that younger vessel that sees him as a spiritual father. And he pours into them his wisdom. His wealth of knowledge. Are y'all ready for this? And what he does, he lives his dream. He's too young to have a vision. He's too young to know he knows it's going to be a dog project. He ain't got time for that. He's retired. But he can dream. And he lives through that younger vessel. And I think that's what God is trying to show us today. That if you can't handle the vision, that's fine. Let younger people handle it. But I'm begging some of our older people to come alongside some of these younger ones and say, honey, I'm going to dream with you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to believe that God can do it. And you're going to live through it. And together as a church is blessed. Guess who's blessed? Our younger We pray for her today. 
which has been yelling over her life that her recovery will be speedy. For Ernie Towns family, whose sister passed away Friday, and his sister-in-law passed away early yesterday morning, and they came home from their trip to two deaths in his family. Bless them and be with them today and give them the strength that they need. For Jim Anderson, who has been struggling with sickness, we speak over Jim's life today that I fear and anxiety would leave him right now. We pray for Liv Robinson, who's got the health issues going on, some transfusions taking place. I pray in Jesus' name that you would touch her today. For our shut-ins and for those that are unable to worship with us in-house, we pray strength over their lives and healing. In closing today, Father, I pray for your children, and I'm asking you to bless us. I'm asking you to do something, something great in our lives. And we're not going to laugh at you. We're going to laugh with you and say, look what the Lord has done. Can somebody in the house shout amen? amen. Keep God bless you guys. Amen.